Welcome to the Off Plan On Air podcast, a podcast by Excelsior Real Estate in Dubai with your host, Nick Grassick. Okay, cool. Welcome back to Off Plan On Air, episode five. And this morning, we're going to have a brief conversation with regards to being able to finance your off plan property purchase. So, in the room, Mitch, Matt, morning, fellas. How are you? Bonjour. Morning, Nick. Was it you French last week? Are you going to do a different... Yeah, I think I'm going to Buenos mix dias. it up. Buenos dias, good morning. Prior to a recent announcement, you were able to take out a mortgage once the property that you were buying had reached a minimum of 8% completion. About two weeks ago, the central bank decided to lower that entry to barrier so that you can now take out a mortgage once the property that you are buying had reached 50% construction. With certain banks, just to... This is not about mortgage advice. This is we are not financial advisors. Absolutely, that was a great precursor to get in there. Yeah. This is three blokes giving their sometimes valued opinion. Let's start with the valued opinion. Mitch, what's your take on this? Give word to me for value. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is a phenomenal indication of movement and we'll say elasticity, but the type of momentum that we'll see inside of the market, the government doing that shows that they want to continue the type of demand and maintain that momentum inside of off-plan world. People using it as investment coming here, a little more forward and future thinking than your secondary market, which is properties that already exist. You're looking at six, eight, 18, 24, 36 months down the line. Shows a good indication for forward momentum inside of Dubai real estate investments. So I think it's a good sign. And also makes it more accessible, which we'll talk about later, but overall I think it's a great indicator. So that was our well thought out, eloquent, succinct answer. Was it? Matt, if we can reach out to the roughing in the room. What are your thoughts, mate? Uh, I think it's great um, because it opens up a massive, well, I say massive, a, a lot more of an audience for us to target. Because obviously right now, uh, off plan, you've got to have a, a, a good amount of cash to, to enter, right? Well, you've still got to have that cash to enter, but what I'm saying is you've got to kind of know um, that the, the, the sort of value that you're buying is affordable, whereas now, after 50%, you know you can mortgage it. Well, you don't know, you've, you can assume you can mortgage it, um, and, and, and that just gives you a lot more flexibility. Um, so it gives us a, a much wider audience to target. I think, I think that's a great point on what, what I talked about at the beginning was more from a Dubai government central bank perspective and as investors, but for the audience or for the investor base that are looking to get involved into Dubai, you've just broadened that now. You don't have to, assuming that everyone quali- would qualify for a mortgage that's inquiring about it. And again, that's depend- case by case specific. Yeah. But uh, under the assumption that you'll be qualified for a mortgage, you now only need to really fund the first... being able to fund that with cash, 50 to 60%, including some fees. The the remainder of it can now be mortgaged into very affordable chunks of monthly payments. And I think on from that, just so we can distinguish between a traditional mortgage, as we know it, for a property which is already built compared to what we're now talking about, whereby you're mortgaging something under construction. Traditional, you can put down a 20% deposit and then take out 80% of the value with a bank. We're now talking about 50-50. Yeah. So you can put down 50% cash and then take out a 50% loan. Yeah. But that is only um, possible once the building is 50% 
built. Correct. Now, when you buy a ready property, when you buy a house which is already built, ready to be occupied with immediate effect, you need that 20% immediately, in addition to the 4% land registration fees, in addition to the 2% broker fees, plus all the additional ancillary. So that can kind of add up to close to around about 26-27%. In this particular instance, that initial 50% payment, so the money that you're physically paying out, isn't payable immediately. No, because spread we're over the first 50% of construction. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're talking now about a potential barrier to entry which has been lowered potentially to a greater extent than if you were to buy a house with a regular 80% mortgage because many developers at this stage now are offering um, a payment structure whereby 10% reserves, perhaps another 10% in what could be three, four months' time, Many developers are then deferring the next payment for a further six, maybe even eight months. So it could be subject to the construction, subject to the individual development, subject to the payment plan. It could be perhaps two years over which you're expected to make that 50% payment, which in most cases I'm going to guess, I'm certainly not going to assume, but I'm going to guess in most cases that makes it much more attainable. Oh, well, without a doubt, if you look at it, and again, this is what we specialize in and why we add, we always suggest that people come to, to someone that has that capability to have the relationship with the developer, connect people with the banks, and being able to really sit down and assess more or less on, you know, it's not a spreadsheet, but a cash flow sheet to where we can look at, okay, you pay 20 to 28% in this ready unit, the secondary market unit, and it seems like a lot more when you hear the 50%, but when you break it up the way that you had, you might actually end up paying less than what you would have on a cash outflow exactly. base at the outset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and over two years, two to three years that you're waiting for construction before you end up mortgaging this, you might have paid a significant amount even with a, a mortgage on a re secondary unit, a ready unit. You have that 26, 27, 28% that you pay, including all fees. There are no broker fees that the people are paying out of their pocket, our investors are doing that. So it's just the DLD fee that they pay at the onset. Then you would have to consider on the other hand with the secondary unit, those monthly cash outflows, the payments that they're making on their mortgage still add up every month that they're obliged to. Was in the off-plan unit, you might not have to make another payment again for six to 12 months, which frees you up for a significant amount of cash savings, not just for your investment, but for your daily life to maintain whatever life standard that you have. And let's not forget as well, let's not lose sight of the fact that as it is an off-plan property, as with any property, you are free to sell at any given stage. We've well, always... not necessarily. It depends. Some, some of them you might have to have paid 30, 40%. And my apologies, I was going to add that as a caveat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but we're speaking of a 50% amount. That, that should cover just about every developer that we've worked with. Very few will make you, will hold on to after a 50% paid to give you the NOC, which allows you to sell. So we're looking at now you're able to sell. And it's more like a commodity. You're able to sell a lot quicker than it is if you sell a traditional ready unit. Yeah, I think the minimum amount that a developer will, will, will require is about 40%. So once the person who's purchasing the property has paid a minimum of 40%, then yes, typically the developer will allow an NOC to be able to resell. Oh, does yeah. it 24. Yeah. Obviously, there is a huge advantage to consumers. There is a huge advantage to um, home buyers. Investors are a different kettle of fish. Investors will look at something and if it has a sufficient ROI, it makes sense. They have the cash reserves. 
to me, this is not only a significant advantage to the families that are looking to buy a home in which to live at some point in the future, um, because there is widely reported a shortage of available properties in Dubai. It's what's fueling the price growth. So it's not only attractive and beneficial to those guys to get on the property ladder. To me personally, at a much more macro level, I guess, an institutional level, this to me signals how confident the central bank, and by extension the government, but certainly the central bank, how confident they have now become in the real estate market in terms of off-plan. Big change from 2011. Oh, significant, huge, because what we're now talking about, I mean, let's, <clears throat> let's call it as it is. When a bank lends us money in the way, in the form of a mortgage, they're primarily looking to protect their investment. They place a charge against the property. They technically, well, they do actually own the property until you have paid them back the mortgage that you are taking out against that property. It's the reason why it's called a secured loan. Now, historically, I mean, you go back five, six years. That's not even historically, that's, that's recent. Um, you would not get a mortgage at all from an off-plan property because it wasn't deemed as sufficient security for a bank to lend against it. Now that obviously then reduced down to 80%, so they would give, um, you know, that they would lend against it when it was in the very latter stages of construction and it was imminently due to be handed over. We're now talking about halfway through the construction timeline. And if we assume, or if we accept that by and large, for the majority of the developments that we are currently selling today, that are launching in today's market, because of, how the, because of how busy those developers are, because of the number of projects that they're currently building, your typical lead time is three, possibly even four years. So what we're essentially saying is that the banks now, the financial institutions are sufficiently confident in the builders themselves, in the developers themselves, in the framework, in the controls that RERA have put in place, that the developers are now comfortable to start lending two years before you have a completed asset that is then deemed sufficient, su uh, sufficient security to be able to lend against. To me, that's, that's huge. That's way bigger than the individual laypersons like ourselves benefit. That's a, that, that is a, let me use the, the phrase again, that is a paradigm shift in, um, in the mentality of how institutions now view uh, the security of Dubai. Dubai's on the map, baby. <laughs> but I think one of the best things to take away from this is that it just gives the, the everyday consumer options now, doesn't it? I th you know, we've got the options. So if you're out there and you always thought that off-plan was just completely unobtainable for you, speak to your mortgage broker, then speak to Matt Whitmore. <laughs> That's the tag for this podcast right there. You'll be having a conversation for about six months before you do anything with that one. <laughs> but no, what, um, so it does show a lot of excitement. And to go back to Nick's point, you're now seeing the real estate market not as something that, that the central bank and the government frowned upon or put at arm's length. It is now fully integrated into the framework and structure of Dubai overall. And I think that's encouraging. I can't remember if it's on a previous podcast episode or if we talked about it off air on plan. But we talked about having an underlying stable floor to the pricing. That was the secondary market. And then we talked about an increasing luxury market, off-plan luxury market that was accelerating, reminiscent of 
some other places around the world, other cities, Monaco, some aspects of Switzerland, just prices continuing almost inevitable or for in, in perpetuity continuing upwards. What I think this does is blends those two worlds and brings it back to still affordable housing, but still it offers a promising future for investment properties because now families that would normally look at that bottom level of the, the real estate market now, because those prices are way, they've, they've stabilized, as we said earlier, and you have the off-plan market that's shooting and accelerating way above it, they can now enter into the off-plan world with prices still accelerating, but do so at a more affordable rate. Because if you're only looking at secondary market, those, more, those prices have topped out after the last two or three year increases. So they're looking at a, a stable level platform for secondary units, secondary resale units, off plans above them at a higher echelon. And now that middle ground, they're starting to merge and converge into more of a median pricing because you're no longer looking at just secondary or full cash payment plans on mortgage or on off plan. You don't have that middle ground of being able to mortgage an off plan much more affordably. So I think it's going to do something really unique to the market and see both ends kind of converging on a higher median price. Wise words, mate. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And it integrates fully, shows that there's a lot of trust, which is, which is nice from the central bank. Oh, fully. Chaps, anything else you want to throw into this, albeit brief, synopsis assessment of the benefits of taking out a mortgage? No. All good. Thank you for your time. Gracias. Oh, I was going to say the same exact thing. Yeah, <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>